Hello and welcome to the Ramen Profitable Podcast. My name is Atish Mazumdar and I'm here with my co-pilot, the great and powerful Chris Scott. And this is the podcast about testing out your ideas, taking your first steps, and really overcoming those obstacles on the way to entrepreneurship. Enjoy. So did you get another one done? Do you do, do the another test? Okay, so I'll I'll uh, I'll start from the top. So for the for the listeners, uh, here's what's happened in between the latest ramen profitables. So you may have noticed that last week we uh, we decided to shoot over an episode of Creativize, Strategize, Synergize, our uh, original podcast that Chris and I did. Uh, We have about 60 episodes available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment or subscribe. I'll go ahead and plug it right here in the middle. (laughs) Uh, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, uh, and download. But yeah, we, we plugged in an episode about, um, smart goals in preparation for this week, but the primary motivation was because my mic cord was broken and, uh, I had to order one off Amazon for a replacement, but we couldn't get any good audio because I was just working off of my laptop and the laptop, uh, mic is terrible, but what was also happening. So that was the Saturday uh, the, that, the very next day, that Sunday, I was supposed to, uh, travel out for work to go to, uh, Tahoe and, uh, and by work, I mean, it was an offsite quote unquote for, uh, the, the sales team that I work on. And, um, we were going to quote unquote talk strategy, but really it's a way for me to just get a bunch of free stuff and have, uh, People who are much wealthier than me pay for stuff. So that was really my primary motivation. I'm going to be honest. I mean, learn some stuff, but then also, you know, I mean, we're staying at a place that has a name. You know what I mean? Like, like my house doesn't have a name, but this place that we were staying has a name. It was a VRBO listing, not an Airbnb listing because there's a stratification between the two. Yeah. I I don't know if you've noticed, but VRBOs are distinctly different than Airbnbs. They're way different. Yeah. So so I was very excited to go, um, despite the fact that travel is a little bit complicated at the moment. Um, So I go and I get a uh, rapid test after I, you know, go to REI to stock up on some warm clothes because I basically don't have any. Uh, So I take my rapid test and they're like, oh, we'll give you some results in a few hours. A few hours go by and I get my results. And I was just doing it as a formality, honestly, because I felt fine. Everything was fine. And son of a bitch, I popped positive. I got a positive test. And what's funny about that is that uh, that was on Sunday. The Tuesday prior, I had gotten a test because my parents were coming up for Thanksgiving. And my Tuesday test came back negative. So that means somewhere in between the time frame of Tuesday and Sunday, I got COVID and tested positive for it. I'm, of course, freaking out because I'm worried about the fact that, you know, it's like my parents are old. And I was just like, I immediately started catastrophizing and thinking that I was going to kill my parents. Um, right. Which, yeah. it, you know, is problematic. Uh, but then Sunday night, I go and I take another test, a, just a standard test. Side note. Have you taken any uh, COVID tests? I have not, but I, everybody knows taking them, so now I kind of want to take one. Okay, so <clears throat> here's here's the thing, and, and I'm, uh, definitely keep me in the loop if you get one because I need to collect more data on this particular thing. So the I've only I've gotten tested four times. One of them came back positive. Obviously, that's the one I'm referring to. Three uh-huh. came back negative. I have most of the tests that I've taken have been self-administered, meaning that like they give me a little stick and I jam it up my nose. And my whole thing is that I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to go too shallow or anything like that because that's most of the concerns. So I really jam it on in there like I work it on in there. You know what I mean? And it's uncomfortable. Sure. But whatever. The rapid test that I got, they administered it themselves. So like they wanted to administer it. So like I was, I rolled down my car window and they like swabbed my nose. They kind of got to about this point. And so for people who are just listening, not watching, or I mean, I guess there is only the, the listen option at this juncture. Uh, I'm gesturing to like the 
just past my regular nasal canal like it's it's yeah like where that you can't get that booger that's really in there right exactly like right there that's where they stop yeah exactly that's so they did it there and i'm used to really jamming it up my nose like i go crazy with it right so eventually i had to wait a few days uh after my sunday test my second one not the rapid test that came back positive but then on thursday i got my results back and it was negative huh so, and Tori's came back negative and my parents came back negative. So presumably it's a false positive, but we still like technically don't really know. So I'm quarantining anyways, right. just, just to be super safe and not to be spreading to anyone or anything like that. Because even if I do have it, I'm completely asymptomatic. Like I feel fine. Uh, but it seems like it's a false positive, but we don't want to like roll the dice or anything. So we're, you know, that's, that's my saga with being COVID tested recently. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, uh, there was that. And then also, uh, more outside, (laughs) you know, business, but, uh, you haven't, uh, rented your suit yet, right? I did. Shit. Okay. We have to push. Okay. You're pushing. We have to, because it's like it, it, everything's peaking. Yeah. Yeah. Even our venue sent us like, it's not even at first we were just like, okay, let's just go ahead with it. Some people aren't going to come. It's, we can't control that. But now our venue is getting nervous because they're thinking that because we haven't gone through a shutdown right now, like we're not announcing a shutdown. Uh huh. It's, it's going to happen in February. Right. Like it might just be a couple weeks, but then uh, like. As in two weeks from now, we might enter a shutdown, but the shutdown might be a month or it might be a month and a half, like six weeks or something. We don't really know. So our venue emailed us. And then, of course, um, you know, like Tori's mom lives in Hawaii. So uh, it's they have such a tight humble quarantine. brag. Yeah, humble brag. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't even know. How, like the, the brag doesn't apply to me. That's for sure. Uh, uh, you will. You'll be visiting, though. I'll be visiting. But uh, the point being is that they've got such a tight quarantining procedure that it's not even clear that she would be able to get back. If and that's a that's an important person to have at your wedding, right? It's like it's we were okay having some you know out of town cousins or whatever not show up, but it's like well, Tori's mom is a whole different thing. That's so, a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, so we're pushing. So uh, hopefully we can negotiate those suit rental fees back. <laughs> Honestly, I'm relieved because I need to. I could take this next shutdown as time to uh, focus on my fitness. Yep. Oh, you're, to my pre quarantine body. Mm, Cause I've gotcha. put on quite a bit of weight, like a solid 20 pounds. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So I'm, and I, I'm like pushing a number that is like too scary to cross. Got it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Take, well, like another 20 and I'm like, Nope. I'm just, <laughs> it's, nope. it's all over. It's all uh, like, over. Check, check me into some, uh, body awareness uh, facility yeah let them exercise me you know put me on those machines and yeah. <laughs> feed me juice all day till i lose till i get back down to a number that's not scary that won't yeah. make a tish blow up when i tell them the number well i mean you're also arguably one of the tallest people i know in fact i think you are the tallest person i know so you're just a gigantic person in general right but still it's like it's still a hefty number sure a, yeah. a hefty number. Well, uh, that's, you know, to do a really weak segue, it sounds like you could make a smart goal about it. I did. I almost made a smart goal about it and then I didn't follow through with it. Mm. So, yeah. Well, that, therein lies yeah. the problem with, uh, um, so, uh, that's, that's kind of the focus of our, uh, of our podcast today. And I think we already have, uh, episodes of CSS. Like if you just want a general, you know, background on what a smart goal is, uh, we have episodes of CSS for that. We have addressed that. Um, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes for like an in de- in-depth dive onto smart goals. But, <clears throat> you know, just, just for, uh, continuity, <laughs> I guess you could say, uh, for, we'll do like a real quick rundown right now of smart goals, just to make sure we're all on the same page. But if you want an in-depth analysis on smart goals and actually like breaking down each piece, piece by piece, uh, we'll go ahead and leave, uh, the episode number of CSS in the show description notes so that you can cross index that listen to us in a previous time when we were somewhat shittier at doing this but but probably still on the same level that we are currently um 
So I actually didn't know this uh, before today, but uh, s- smart goals were invented in the 80s. Sounds like an 80s thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like everything, uh, like like acronyms and stuff like that, were probably pretty popular back then. Like, that seems like a thing. But yeah, uh, but like eighties were also the time with like you know the stock market and a businessman, and I'm going to be start my own business. It kind of right. like that kind of like before that, it was all I'm going to work for someone. I'm going to go get a good job. Yeah, and then in the eighties, I think that was when the, the first, like the not the first, maybe the second big recession was happening, mm-hmm. and people were like, I got to go out and make things for myself. Yeah. Yeah. New age, flock of seagulls. <laughs> Chris has a lot more context on the eighties than I do, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's uh, a tool that was made in the eighties, and and you're right, that totally jives, like productivity and how I'm gonna get things done. When did taking care of business come out? That was, uh, I think, that was the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so taking care of business, TCOB. You were taking care of business. Uh, TCB. You don't oh, they don't say they an, Oh, no, yeah. Oh. Man. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's a sh- that's a shock <laughs> to, to me. I guess I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Um, but what SMART goals are, it's 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 basically just an acronym that is a tool or or kind of a methodology that helps you actually develop goals that are uh, workable and are relevant and things like that. Like, th- like th- basically making something that uh, is actually progressive towards meeting your goal, as opposed to just saying something like, um, for instance, you know, using Chris's example from earlier, if you just say like, Oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds. It's that's great. You know, or even if you more general than that, because that's even, that's even starting to get in the neighborhood of a smart goal. Not, it's not, but it's in the neighborhood. But if you just said, I want to lose weight. That is so general and so vague that you wouldn't really know if you're progressing towards your goal unless it was very stark and obvious. So that's why a lot of people, when they just say things like that, are like, or like, yeah, I want to, I want to run a marathon. It's like, okay. I mean, there's, you're not going to be able to reach that goal unless you're just one of those people who just says something and makes it happen. My goal was the way I, I was thinking in my head was I want to run a hundred miles this month. That's a lot. But I'm like, that's what? There's 31 days in the month. That's like three miles a day. Yeah. So I'm basically. like, I can, maybe I can do that. And I just never got up to do the first day. Hmm. And now it's, now it's too late. We're six days in. Here's I'm behind what, 18 miles. Yeah, no you're already behind it. Yeah, to make that up. That's a. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could. I think technically I could. Technically you be, could. I think it'd be pretty brutal. Um, you know what? Yeah. So, so let's do this. I'll, I'll quickly run through what S M A R T stands for. Then I'm going to try and convert Chris's goal into a smart goal. I didn't plan for this, so I'm not prepared for this, but I will try to do that in a way, uh, so we can do that live. And then I thought maybe I would share, uh, I have two smart goals. Oh, so, uh, I thought maybe I would, I would share those. Uh, so we can get the audience aligned to what I'm going to try to be accomplishing and how I'm going to, you know, track progress towards those. So uh, SMART goals, the S is specific. Uh, the reason why that's important is exactly what I just said about the, you know, the difference between uh, losing weight and losing 15 or 20 pounds or something like that. One is specific and one is not. If you are you know, just doing something super vague, then it's very difficult to measure if you're actually on track towards your goal. Like, let's say you have six months to do something for work, uh, but it's super vague. You wouldn't know whether or not you're actually tracking appropriately on that project or not. The more specific you make it, the more detailed that description is and the more uh, able you are to actually track your progress towards it while you're in the middle of it. So in general, who, what, when, where, which, how, you know, whatever, those are the things that you want to, um, those are the things you want to answer with S. M is measurable. Uh, so it has to be, you have to be able to track your progress towards the goal. Uh, some sort of metrics. What I struggle a lot with this is that I use, I, for some reason, my brain orients to qualitative metrics, not to quantitative metrics. But if you can make your goal quantitative, so for instance, in the example of weight loss, you say, I want to go from this weight to this weight. So I want to go from, uh, you know, 200 pounds to 180. That's a loss of uh, 20 pounds. That's measurable. You can actually measure where you are on that scale. 
achievable is really just philosophically, you know, it's about it's an important goal to you, but is it actually something that's plausible to do? I could write down that I want to start my own space program in six months. That's not achievable, right? Like, I mean, I if I had the assets of Elon, he seemed to I don't know how long it took him to put up SpaceX, but I doubt it was in six months. It probably took much longer than that. Yeah. So something that's actually achievable, something that, you know, maybe you've done the background research on to figure out if you can actually work through that. Uh, R is for relevance. And this is kind of the point where uh, I didn't I I think in S I I said who, what, when, where, which and how Uh, I didn't say why. But I think relevance is is your why. Like, why do you actually want to do it? And isn't an important enough reason that, you know, you will actually follow through with the things that you're setting up so uh for for chris i guess it's the the fear of hitting some number that that uh (laughs) that like now that's that's a new thing that's a whole different category at that point so i guess that's the relevance and that's the why essentially there it's like a number where i'm afraid i'm gonna start having to use a cart at the grocery store It's like, no, I don't want to don't want to get to that number. Yeah, that that turns a certain page. (laughs) Um, And then time bound. This is the one that that uh, I always historically struggle with is putting like a target date for your deliverables or your performance obligations or something like that. And and, you know, actually being able to execute that. So that's uh, did I did I miss any important details really on, on smart goals? Is there anything I left out? No, I think once we go into the examples, I think it'll, all the details will flesh out. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, this this will be an exercise for Chris to critique my my smart goal ability uh, because, you know, as much as I sometimes set these up, I also fail at these a lot. And uh, I also sometimes don't set up proper smart goals, especially in the achievable range and the time-bound range. Those are generally the ones that I struggle with. <clears throat> all right. So... Let's see if I was to set up a smart goal for for this uh, this weight loss thing. I think there are two ways to think about this, because it was interesting how you brought up mileage, uh, because that's not the way that I would I would think about that. But you're thinking about weight loss as a function of effort, which is interesting, and, and then aligning that effort towards running. But here's my question for you, because, like, I'm going to be real. I was not a runner until I started to do it and like sucking at it and eventually just day by day getting better at it. So it's like, do you even like running? Like, why, why would that be your go to? I don't know. It's just I used to I was a, I was in track in high school and I was, you know, the, no the long distance runner. Yeah. So I used to do it a lot. And it's just something that I know can take 20 minutes and I could be done with two miles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it's uh, and what can I, I don't want to go to a gym right now that's fair yeah you don't want to go to a gym and also i mean in a general sense like you would have to start paying dues at a gym right like i don't want to pay i don't want to swim in a pool right now i don't want to you know i could get like a bike and go bike riding but i've never done that before yeah it's just you know something i'm uh i know i have muscle memory for and if i just started doing it it would be beneficial yeah okay well actually that makes a whole lot more sense then because it's like i would argue that when you get back into the swing of things you're probably a more efficient runner than i am because i like i'm super clunky and my body doesn't work that way so (laughs) you might you might have an edge well so if i had to convert that into a smart goal then i would separate the two like i would separate the weight loss and the the running goal into two separate things they probably work hand in hand but I would end up just just for the sense of being specific, I would separate them into two different things. So if I was going to write down one for running, I'll start there. I would do something like, hmm, <clears throat> because it's like, am I trying to get to a goal mileage or maybe the goal in and of itself is to set up a healthy running habit. So I would set up your goal by saying, I'm going to develop a healthy running and exercise regimen. So that's the goal, right? Um, Because that kind of mostly ties into your goal of like, you don't want to do a, do you want to run a marathon or something like that? Like you're trying to No, no, this is all, this was all in preparation for your wedding. Cause I'm going to be in pictures. (laughs) I'm going to not only be the tallest person up there with everybody. (laughs) I'm also going to be the, like the roundest plumpest person. 
Uh, that that's probably not true. My my buddy Brandon is a software developer, and he just he doesn't yeah, but he's do he's like short, and he can probably just pull off. He can hide it in a suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, and and the thing is, is like you're gonna be the tallest by like a, bit. a lot. Like yeah. because out of my friends, I'm the tallest one. And then and there's you, you, and you're yeah. taller than me by a wide margin. <laughs> so uh, it was just like, I just need something that I don't want to look like a, a big guy in a suit where it's like, it looks like they're just wearing a ream of fabric. Uh, yeah, yeah. With I, sleeves, I, you know what I'm like? No shape to it. Like I wanted a little bit of. Yeah, tapered, you know. Yeah. Whatever. And according totally. to that survey from that place we're renting the suits from, their uh, questions are on point in regards to tailoring. Evidently. And I'm like, uh, what my answers were not going to make a good suit. That's, That's all I'm saying. Man, that was my that was my frustration too because I was like, can't I just give you my measurements? And they're like, no, no, our algorithm actually works better than measurements. I was like, how can it? Measurements are numbers. Like, like thirty two to everyone is thirty two, whereas athletic build to somebody might mean something else than what it would mean to somebody else. Exactly. So I don't see how their algorithm can be better than numbers, but they insisted. So whatever. And luckily, now you've got much more time. We're we're roughly 264 days out from the new date. So, right. So no more need to run anymore. <laughs> no, you should. <laughs> You're like, yes. Yeah, say goodbye to that smart goal. Uh, so the way I would set that up is, I would say, um, I want to develop a healthy exercise and, or I'm going to rather. Let's change the verbiage right off the bat. Right. Let's psychologically change the verbiage. Let's say you're going to, as opposed to you want to. Want everybody wants something, but if you're going to do something, it actually means you have to execute. You're going to you're going to set up a healthy running and exercise regimen by starting with a running a half mile uh, your first week. So your first week is just it's it's measurable, it's achievable, and it's time bound. In the next week, you have to run half a mile. Then starting uh, so now I'm losing how I'm phrasing this, but you're going to set up a healthy exercise and running regime by starting next week with a half mile. Each subsequent week, you're going to increase your mileage by 10%. Actually, let's do let's start with a mile for the first week. I, I don't know, man, because it, it's like I'm taking it for granted. But this actually makes a lot of sense because there was all these times uh, at the bars and stuff when we were leaving. And I'd be drunk as all hell. And, and you can actually you can move like I'm always surprised with when when Chris is like crossing the street or something like that. It's like, holy shit. He's just you're you're already out of there. So it's like maybe I think you need to determine what your first week's mile number should be. But I think doing. Uh, wh- what did you say it was like by th- you? Are, oh, you were dividing a hundred miles by thirty-one days, basically. Right. Um, I think what works better in this context, and I might be totally wrong, but what works better in this context is to escalate your mileage in corresponding to your fitness level, not setting a jet. Because doing three miles a day is going to be problematic at first. Eventually you will be conditioned to do that. But like three miles a day is kind of a lot for anybody. Like, first of all, shin splints and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know how acclimated that would, that would be. Whereas if you set a weekly mileage goal, that gives you more freedom on how many days you run, which might be problematic if you start to like push it all off to the end. But uh, what I've what I've read in running books and what really helped me start to develop was uh, escalating by ten percent weekly. Okay. So maybe you say uh, you're going to do five miles a week. You're going to do five miles a week, and you're going to escalate your mile your mileage ten percent each week. That makes sense. I mean, I wasn't thinking about like going balls to the wall. Yeah. Five miles a day. I was thinking about doing like two miles a day for a week. Right. Right. And then maybe, you know, it may be doing that twice a day, a couple of days just to like get back into the swing of things and then slowly adding more mileage to. Yeah, yeah. I was I was on, I wasn't doing 10 percent, but it was going to be like a mile. It was going to be like oh, okay. this week is two miles. This week is three miles. Yeah. This week is three and a half miles, because why would you want to run more than three and a half miles? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean. For the measurability of that goal, 
I think you're ultimately going to have to set that because honestly, I have no concept of your, it's blowing my mind right now, but it's not, that's the thing. It's like, it's not all together. It's like, I sort of see it. I didn't know until this very podcast that you were a long distance track runner, but it kind of makes sense because now I can remember all these times where it's like, yeah, Chris can run. Chris, I think, Chris I, has got I, some think I told you once, cause you did bring this up in shock while I was crossing a street once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just blown away how fast you move. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so, uh, so yeah, so I think you have to set your, your specific, uh, starting number for me going 10% weekly, uh, really worked because, uh, at first I was just terrible with pacing and I was terrible with like, because my cardiovascular system was great. So I could go four to five miles, but then I got shin splints because I wasn't conditioned to running that distance. Uh-huh. So then it, I think we talked about that. That was early on in the initial quarantine when, when gym shut down and I was like, Oh shit, I actually have to start running now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you've ever done this or if you know of this, the, the cadence that they, they do in like military while they're doing their runs, the lift, 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 oh, right, sure, lift. Sure, yeah. that's a 10 minute mile. Like that beat is a 10 minute mile. Is it really? Yeah. So if you do that, like if you're, you know, concerned with your pacing with running, you know, if like if you get lost, like, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Just start doing that and you'll be on a 10 minute mile pace. So you can start judging where you are at yeah. in the middle of your run. That's beautiful. I love, man, this, this episode, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we hit number one on iTunes for this one. This is so actionable for you guys. You're learning about smart goals and learning stuff for running. Like, what can't we do? Come on. Uh, but in review, so what would you, what would you grade that for setting up a smart, smart goal? How, how uh, was that? Your, your setup, like your presentation of it? Well, no, 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 not my presentation. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll talk about that after the episode. Oh, after the episode. All right. All right. All right. All right. No, no. Well, I know. Uh, no, it definitely, uh, takes the the big idea and breaks it down into smaller things that are easier to digest and actually follow through on, mm-hmm. which is what I saw. I actually saw a meme earlier this week that I uh, wanted to send to you and I forgot to. And it was uh, <laughs> uh, like, it was a, this girl, she was like stressing out about this giant uh, project that was due tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the bottom half of the meme was just divide it into smaller, uh, smaller, tinier uh, tasks to do to complete the job that are easier to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah. to like one giant big one. And it's like, go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, uh, I can, you know, I can ignore just, uh, sending out this email to a person. The whole project is daunting, but yeah, smaller, easier to ignore. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's generally how I would go. I mean, I'm setting up that smart goal on the fly and also for someone that I have no idea what your capacity for running actually is. So uh, that's kind of difficult. But you want to you want to help me out with my other two smart goals? Uh, sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> so we are going to start with one um, for flow roll. And you know what? I should have uh, maybe put a new name in the smart goal but that's not part of it. So we're, we're just going to punt that one. We're going to kick that one, kick that can down the road and deal with it eventually. I guess I can ignore that smaller part. Uh, okay. So here's my, here's my smart goal for flow roll. And, uh, uh, you let me know what parts I should maybe sharpen up on what parts I should get rid of, etc. So I said, I'm going to nail down a flow roll proprietary formula. And then I put in parentheses, just to guide myself, energy plus nootropic plus endurance. That's basically my formula. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, those those are ingredients. I'm working on the specific ingredients on each of those things. Uh, by 6-30-2021, so that would be uh, the end of June of this next coming year. I picked that because that gives me a whole two quarters, two business quarters to uh, – evaluate and and make sure I'm testing in the right direction with an average tester rating of 80% or higher. So that's, that's my goal. And then I put a bunch of qualifying stuff beneath it. So my, my original goal is just, I want to, I'm going to nail down a flow roll proprietary formula, energy plus nootropic plus endurance by 630, 2021 with an average tester rating of 80% or higher. 
And what I kind of liked about this is because it forced doing this smart goal made me realize that I was doing some of the methods I've been committing to currently are wrong or, or at least are not specific enough to fit this format. Because right now I've just been collecting qualitative data without actually any form of measurability to it. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of <clears throat> some days it seems like it's going really well and then some days not. But I don't have any exchangeable reason as to why that is, which slows down the process because then I I'm doing guesswork, basically. Yeah, you're starting from ground zero every time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So then I said I have to in order to achieve this goal, I have to make my measurability more specific by converting all of the questions on my testing survey into a 10 point per question scoring platform in the sense of, you know, you know, those have you ever taken those surveys? It's mostly for bullshit HR stuff. So maybe not. But uh, have you ever taken those surveys where it's like, oh, say how much you agree with the following statement. And then one equals strongly disagree and 10 is strongly agree. Right. Yeah. And, and then so like five would be implicitly neutral or something like that. So that actually, I think, would allow me to get to a number range, which then allows me to see that will allow me to track towards this goal. Because if I'm trying to get an 80% satisfaction rating from the testers, then I have now numbers based on how much they strongly agree or strongly disagree. So I need to work on reformulating the questions such that they apply to that scale. But I think that that's how I get some more measurability out of it. Right. So you're saying you want to actually give people tests. Like you actually want to start testing like outside of physically testing the product, test the results of the product. Right. And, and you the just thing want to I- do all the tests right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to test everything. You give me something, I'm going to test it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it's it's basically that I realized how I was doing this is I was focusing so much on ingredient based stuff and research based uh, uh, like the, the, the research other people had done into these products was the basis for which I was stacking them in my personal stack. Right. Uh-huh. So I like have I read on the Internet that historically this ingredient plus this ingredient. So cordyceps mushrooms plus, you know, whatever. Historically, that gets this result. So then I was mixing these things and then using them as testers. But then all my questions were purely like qualitative, like purely just, you know, um, uh how did you feel while while uh, rolling? How, how did you experience blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I realized that the way that I actually need to collect information that will tell me if I'm on the right track towards making a formulation that people actually like and gets the results that we're trying to achieve out of them is by restating the question in a different way. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, <clears throat> uh Instead of a question, it would be a statement like, uh, I, uh, how would I say this? During, during instruction and rolling, I felt a constant, steady uh, stream of energy without being jittery, nervous, or overwhelmed. One, strongly agree, or strongly disagree. Ten, strongly agree. Mm-hmm. So then I can measure towards my energy component of, of the formulation. And so for nootropic, uh, during, during live rolling and sparring, I found it easier to add creativity to my, you know, it's still, it's still not, you know, because it's like the ultimate way would be to get an Hook EEG. Hook them up to wires. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get an EEG reading and see like, you know, uh. Uh, electrical output basically but not only is that not really because because how do you nail down creativity right right so so not only is it not necessarily specific to my goals 
anyways, but also I don't have the resources to do that. Like uh, I started looking into that and it's like they have ones that are super basic that are like for games, but it wouldn't give me the information that I would need. So I started looking into actually because I've soldered my own electrodes and I've done my own setup like that before, but that was when the university was paying me to do it. And now instead I'd have to have my own materials and it just got really cost restrictive. Right. Really expensive. So I figured these kinds of I could put numbers to these qualitative questions and then measure it from there. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely a specific goal. And it's definitely measurable now that you uh, want to do this test. Yeah. Uh, the second test. Yeah. Uh, it does seem uh, there's a time limit on it. It's going to be six, seven months from now. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, it's uh, attainable. Is it attainable? Is it realistic? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know either because I don't know if giving myself six months is enough to like really, you know, give me a kick in the ass to, to get stuff done. But I don't know if um, because the other thing that remains a little bit of a mystery, obviously supplements don't have to go by FDA regulation. So that part I'm less concerned with. And all the ingredients I'm using have a really high safety profile. Like they're, but, but I'm a little worried about the idea that I want to like nail down a formula within six months and I don't have, like, I would have to have consistent usage testing to make sure that like, you know, oh, you're not getting headaches all the time or it's like disrupting people's sleep or it's, you know, whatever it's. I would need to have that pretty consistent. And that's the only part that I'm kind of insecure about is I'm not sure if six months is enough time to do that. Well, well, uh, you're kind of not starting at zero. You're starting at like a year right. into your research, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've, two I've, years. You've been thinking about it forever. Yeah. But, I've, I've, but like, how, I don't know, how long have you been mixing stuff in your kitchen? Probably about six months. Right. So you're already six months in. So this is... This will be a year after your initial start, initial yeah. testing start. And I think what you're trying to go for here is to find the formula to where you can test the long-term effects of something consistent right. post, post your six-month goal. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that is something to be worried about, but not right now. It's, you know, be worried about it June 30th. <laughs> right. <laughs> 2021. Yeah, we, we can we can push we can push worrying about that, but yeah, that's that's exactly sort of it, you're you've got it right. Is that I'm not exactly starting from I have a like when I first started, I was just reading stuff on the internet and then ordering bulk ingredients essentially, and just really trying to figure out what I was doing. Whereas now I have a better I have a first of all I have a better method for for mixing because before I was like actively just dumping stuff into parchment paper and then funneling it into, you know, I've got a much better like physical method for what I'm doing right now. Uh And then also um, I, I at least I know the ingredients that have been shown, shown to work better. And, and, you know, I I already have some preliminary data, so I'm not to your point. I'm not starting from scratch. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So yeah, let's, uh, I mean, Here's the other thing, and and uh, you know I, I would love to hear your perspective on this. Worst case scenario, what happens if I don't meet that phase gate? Then I've also just collected data. I've I've learned that maybe that time range, that time binding, wasn't as realistic as I thought it was. You know, well, yeah. I, I mean, definitely goals are definitely not something set in stone. You can adjust them. You can revisit them. You can, uh, you can evaluate whether that goal is still relevant six from, months from now. And right. so it's not like you're going to be set in stone, but definitely setting a goal to progress your idea or business further, like take it to the next level is, you know, six months is a good time frame to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, for me, honestly, just even writing down the goal made me realize that I had to change the way that I was measuring things. So that's number one. And number two, I was getting all, you know, uh, verklempt about the fact that, you know, gyms are shutting down and I just didn't have the facilities to test like I normally did and all that kind of stuff. But this also made me realize that I have other avenues to to approach and like that it's it doesn't have to be just completely linear thought like that. So in, in a weird sort of sense, and, and, you know, maybe maybe this happens for you as well, when I'm actually developing my SMART goal, it actually forced me to reconsider different aspects of what I was doing. Right. I mean, it definitely takes you out of your comfort zone because you're going to have to start doing things 
in a way to actually uh, achieve something. It's like, what's, what do they say about insanity? You know, doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but expecting uh, different, different different results. results. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now you're kind of setting a new result that you want to find, and you're you're finding the new ways to get there. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoting so like yeah. That. So I think it's attainable and realistic. Cool. All right. And, and it's definitely time bound. Uh, so this, the clock has officially started on a, what, six to seven month. I mean, it's it's yeah. I'm given the fact that I probably won't be visiting my folks for Christmas. That kind of opened up the back end of this month, which was nice because I was writing that all off. So uh, that's pretty convenient. So. All right. So like, uh, what would you say? B plus a minus oh. goal. Uh, I think that's a, a a C plus. That's average. Okay. All right. All right. No. 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 That's a good goal. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think you should give goals ratings like that. I think it's. Uh, I think it's like a. Not, it's not. It's not even like pass or fail. It's. It shouldn't be. You know. <laughs> yeah. We we shouldn't grade. Them. But don't you know? I need grades. I I've left right. school so long ago. I don't. I need someone to rank me. Rate me. <laughs> All right. So. In in the context of a smart goal that we mm. defined already, I think it's a. Let's go with. Uh, <laughs> He's just. <laughs> well, it was, it was like you, you hit specific, you hit measurable, you hit attainable, and realistic and time bound. So it's it's a pass. You passed it. You passed the smart goal test. Yeah. All right. Um, see, that's all I needed. I just need someone to grade me. Perfect. All right. You ready for smart goal number two? Let's hear it. Lay it on me. This one's a little bit different. And I am really kind of in the weeds on this one because I or or rather I don't even I don't know if this is realistic. I don't know. Like this is more your wheelhouse than it is mine. But something I think we talked about this off air. I don't think or, you know, I don't think we talked about it on record, so to speak. But last time we talked about something that uh, sparked a new kind of interest and a new idea in my head. So a new kind of avenue to start pursuing that also goes hand in hand with what we're currently doing, currently podcasting, etc. So here's my here's my smart goal. By 3.31.21. So that would be March 31st, 21. Basically, I'm aligning everything on business quarters because that's the only way. I don't know how long things take. Like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that'd be the end of Q1 next year. Uh, I want to have created a social media account for Ramen Profitable with a content calendar and a cadence. So, so the way that you set up, uh, you know, like you always have a good way of of thinking through this kind of stuff. Where you're like, all right, when when do we want to record the podcast? When do we want to release the podcast? What's the stuff that we would do in between? Like you just have a much better way of thinking about that than I probably do. <clears throat> so I want to start setting up a content calendar like you had for uh, Elephant Scout. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then with a cadence sort of developed, so a regular posting date and stuff like that. So developed to drive downloads and podcast reach. Here's where everything goes off the rails. (laughs) The success of the strategies used will be measured by a 10% growth in downloads slash followers. So again, I'm already losing specificity because I'm looking at two different things. Right. A 10% growth in downloads slash followers. So one would be downloads of the podcast. The other, I guess, would be followers of the social media account. That's kind of how I was thinking about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so 10% growth month after month. So what I mean is like, which of course, 10% of zero is zero. So it doesn't, it doesn't track for the initial. We would have to get some initially in order to measure the 10% growth. But basically what I want to do is I want to, and, and this becomes harder and harder to achieve. Are you familiar with limits and calculus? Uh, yeah, I know my calculus. (laughs) So basically what a limit is, is that, uh, the, whatever the value you're measuring, it's generally in, in, uh, derivatives, but the, the, the value that you're measuring will approach, will always approach, uh, one, but will never touch. So it gets increasingly close and close and close and close, but it never actually touches. So that's called, is that the derivative of cosine? Is that what that is? Damn. You actually do know your calculus. I don't remember what that is actually. Actually, I don't, it's so probably you, not a cosine. It's, 
Damn, this is going to be uh this is an amazing podcast because I'm learning that Chris might be a better runner than me and he might be better at calculus than me. I'm definitely not better at calculus than you, but oh. uh you know how after high school you're supposed to take a test to see what math you test into? Yeah. Did what did, did you do that? Did you have to yeah. test into a math? Do you remember yeah. what you tested into? Uh I I tested into uh college calculus 1 and then from me there too. Okay, yeah, and then and then I uh took like calc two for my degree because i had to but i don't remember anything from that like seriously i haven't used calculus a day in my life after those courses uh because i didn't have like a real college counselor i mean it was mm-hmm. sister sister barbara at the school i mean she meant well but <laughs> like i probably should have talked to someone at the university i thought i had to take uh calculus you know right. like, oh, you to, like we're going on to new school let's take a new math oh i tested into this math i have to take it yeah but i was doing like creative writing and like mm-hmm. It's like, like you tested out of math. You just have to take like a underwater basket weaving class to be a math equivalent. And it was yeah. like, God damn it. Like, why am I in this freaking calculus class? Yeah. That's some what weird I did with- Russian teacher that I can't understand. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's what happened with me with Spanish because of course I didn't go to like my counselor uh, meeting that would like chart out my courses and stuff like that. But if you were getting a science degree, all you needed was. Uh, one year of a foreign language and my lit my competency in Spanish when I tested in tested beyond a year uh-huh. so so I could have just walked away from the table but then for some reason I was just like oh because I saw oh you need to take a year of a foreign language so then I took a year of Spanish not and it's like at least if I had learned really good Spanish and I still spoke Spanish now or like had some kind of competency it wouldn't have been a waste of time but of course I don't remember anything anymore. So now it's like I didn't get anything out of it and I just wasted time. Yeah, but, there definitely should have been an equivalency class to where it's like, oh, you have your year competency in Spanish. Right. Let's, let's spend a semester or two teaching you like conversations, how to, you know, go to Mexico City and order food right. at a restaurant, you know, like practical things. But no, it's. Yeah, it's it's all just like book knowledge stuff and, and oh, yeah. here's the present participle and stuff like that. And I guess that's important to know from a theory, but it's I would much rather know how to just communicate smoothly. Right. I mean, anyway. But anyways, that's an aside. So <laughs> so uh, here's the problem I already see with the measurement portion of this. Oh, yeah. Um, so the success of these strategies used will be measured by a 10% growth in downloads slash followers month over month. The entirety of this goal is to set up viability of a podcast network development in 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what's so that's the relevance. That's the that's the motivation, right? I want to use ramen profitable and CSS as jumping off points to show other local creative types or or whatever types, people who want to launch a podcast, because I have that conversation so regularly, mostly at the dog park. I don't know why. Um <laughs> but um where the dogs want to have a podcast yeah the dogs want to have a podcast whatever but but so many people uh have interesting things they want to talk about or they want to do that but they just don't they don't have a platform or they don't know how to get started and we already know how to get started because we did it twice right <laughs> so so uh we can at least but we have to make sure our formula works first um so that's that's the important thing there so the thing that I already know is problematic with this measurement is that, first of all, 10% of zero is zero. So we need, like, the first – yeah, actually, now my time b- binding doesn't really make sense either. It's all falling apart, Chris. This is all falling apart. <laughs> all right. Um, so, um, well, let's – let me – let me. I know you like working in percentages, but let's – let's. Um, I was also doing some podcast research because I was doing a smart goal for the scripted podcast. Great. Like like launching it, and yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was going to be one of my smart goals, mm-hmm. or I guess is a smart goal. Um, but do you know how many podcasts are? Let me see if I can find that link again. There are in the world. No, there's like eight hundred and fifty thousand podcasts. That simultaneously is a lot, but also isn't a lot considering. I mean, what's the population of the the planet? I don't know. You're supposed to know that. It's like it's in the billions. So when you compare it to the but but yeah, hmm. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. of That's a lot of podcasts. So uh, uh, there's a statistic out there that I found while Googling stuff. And it's like if you get 136 downloads for your podcast, 136. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing you're in the top 50 percent of podcasts. Wow. Which is like crazy, right? Yeah. So if you get more than 1100 downloads, you're in the top 20 percent. 
Wow. Okay. So then 3,200 is the next one for the being in the top uh, 10% and 7,700 uh, top 5%. Wow. Okay. So, so I mean, ostensibly, if you're getting into that top 5%, at that point, you're getting sig- like just significant downloads. And that's, I mean, you've got to be on at least top of some charts. Right. If you're the top 5% and are like, presumably you're not in the same, same genre as like Rogan or something like that, because that I think takes number one generally in its podcast category, but it doesn't take number one in all categories. Right. I mean, let's look up top podcasts right now. Do you know any top podcasts? I mean, I just presume Rogan because of the numbers. All right. Uh, There's a stuff you should know. Oh, I don't know. Best podcast. Let's look it up later. Yeah. But, but, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is that it's um, like our goal shouldn't be a thousand people. Mm-hmm. It should be 136 people. Mm. Let's get to our, uh, you know, and then I'll, I, I feel pretty good if we're at 136 because, you know, I like that. It's a, uh, it's achievable. It's achievable and it gives us a good number because now we've already gotten, we've gone from zero to 50%. Right. That's pretty good. Uh, in, in regards to other podcasts, like if we're yeah, comparing yeah. ourselves to other people, which we shouldn't do, but. Right, right, right. Uh, Tish likes to do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I stop that. So, I mean, we've never had huge numbers, but I know. Like I think our highest download on CSS, if I should say this, I don't know if you want me to say the number or not. It was seventy six people on a single episode. Okay, it was, it was like we were hovering in there for a couple weeks. Like we were up mm. in the eighties for a couple weeks, and then uh-huh. I think you moved or something like that. Yeah, then then everything came crash. Okay, so so that actually is another. That's an important thing to note. Then the the downloads are measured uh, like that. One thirty six is based on a per episode, like an episode, not one thirty six. Obviously, cumulatively, <laughs> right? Because just by sheer volume of episodes, I was like, well, we have to be at one thirty six just by that. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So, so 136 per episode. That's a good measurement. I, I, I like that. So maybe we don't do 136. Maybe we do like 100 or. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the next three months. I mean. Yeah. That, yeah. See, that's what I meant is that the timing also. And, and I kind of like that. To be honest, I like that methodology more because as I was saying, as I was saying it out loud, if we're doing 10% growth month over month, it's like. Obviously, for the first, let's say, year, that would be fairly easy, but that becomes more and more difficult. The like, I'm sure, for instance, Rogan's numbers don't even go 10% month over month because he gets so many that to do 10% greater would be a fuckload more. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I like that version better. What do you think about the time scale? How do you how do you think we should push or adjust the time scale? Well, I mean, considering that we don't do anything right now. Right. We're starting from zero. We're starting from zero. I do think once we start pushing it, maybe it'll be easier than we think. Yeah. Which, but, but hey, we, that's a welcome surprise. <laughs> but we don't know until we actually start, you know. Right. Right. We launch our Instagram. We actually share it on our pages. We do, do all, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so let's just, do you want to hold 331? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah why not? So by... March is that March? Yeah, March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Will have created a social media account for Ramen Profitable with a content calendar and a cadence developed to drive downloads and podcast reach. The success of these strategies used will be measured by, or will be measured by episode download numbers with a goal download number of one hundred by. March 31st, the entirety of this goal is to set up the viability of a podcast network development by the, by 2022. Mm -hmm. How does that sound for a smart goal? You like it? I like it. Okay. I mean, it's a little ambitious, Mm -hmm. um, the, the network part, I think maybe it's not say, say that part again. Uh, the entirety of this goal is to set up viability of a podcast network development. So that's the key. I'm not saying we have to create a podcast network. I'm saying 
the 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 development of it will be viable by 2022. Yeah, that's that sounds good to me. Yeah, because like I also, I mean, I don't know if you do. We want to get into the why. I mean, that's the why. But do we want to get into the why behind the why? Um, sure. I mean, this is just this is just my personal opinion. I don't know how you feel, but number one. I think that that fits in really well with Elephant Scout's uh, mission, or it's like it's a good companion, right? Because your whole thing was basically to uh, use actors and storytellers and stuff like that that are underrepresented in like the current like major motion picture kind of scape, right? Uh Or that was that was one of your things. So similarly, I think that there's a lot of uh, really interesting, a lot of really smart people who have a lot of really interesting and really smart things to say, but don't. Because they don't have the medium to do it. They, you know, whatever. So that's kind of the drive behind the podcast network. And also, just purely from a practical sort of standpoint, um, you don't really make a whole lot of money renting out your time. And what I do currently is I rent out my time, right? Uh I give some of my time to Axon and they give me a certain amount of money for my time. Like, that's basically what I do. In order to really break off of that because... You need to be making money while you sleep or you need to be making money with, you know, passive sort of methods. Podcast network would be a pretty interesting way to do that. So that's that's certainly something that I'd be interested in channeling or learning more about. So those were uh, those are my two smart goals. How to how'd I do? I think you did good. Yeah. It's like uh it sounds like you're wanting to uh, act upon ideas you've been holding on to for a while. So now it's right. like, how do we get, you know, beyond the talking part to the action, action part? Right, exactly. And, and that's sort of the thing is that <clears throat> what's funny about all of this and, uh, and, you know, I think we can address this in a short clip or something like that. But what's funny is uh, an adage that you've been saying since CSS or maybe even before that is uh, like writing it down really helped me reshape the way I was thinking about these goals because not only did it time bind it and stuff like that, which then of course makes me think like, Oh fuck, I have to actually do something. Uh Right. But also it made me realize that the way that I was measuring. So the exercise we just did with the the podcast one, it's like you had a lot of figures that were actually super relevant to this and helped shape the way that I would think about measuring success towards this goal. Similarly, Thinking about flow roll in this context made me realize that like how I was measuring things currently is a good jumping off point. It certainly helped me get to like ingredient lists and stuff like that, but it wasn't really helping me towards my goals of actual like commercial viability. So it like writing these goals down really helped shape the way like the thought process that I was using towards these goals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Makes a difference. Writing it down makes a difference. Makes a difference. Makes all the difference in the world. But uh, but yeah, we can. Uh, I'm I'm curious. Maybe uh, next episode we go into Chris Scott's uh, smart goals. I'd be curious to see what uh, what you're coming up with. It's all brand building, all brand awareness. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we can talk about it next week. Perfect, perfect, love it. Uh, anything to plug? What's what's going on in your world? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, I don't know. Got my short films on Amazon. I got them on uh, got Good Cop Mom Cop on Amazon and Downshift available for stream if you're a Prime member. Uh, Eddie Mummy's on there right now too. So if you want to see the Mummy movie, it's, it's available. It's for yeah, it's available for purchase. Not on oh, Prime. It's yeah, not it's, on Prime. It's, it's not streaming for free yet. But yeah, that's what I got. Sweet man, collect those residuals. Is that what they're called? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard uh, that was in that uh, that famous speech Matthew McConaughey gave to uh, I think it was like UT Austin or something like that commencement speech. Uh huh. And he used the phrase res- collecting residuals. So now I just kind of use that without actually understanding what residuals are. <laughs> um, OK, <clears throat> my plugs. Well, actually, I'm just because it's, it's bearing a lot of relevance right now. I'm going to plug uh, the this CSS podcast. I kind of hit a plug earlier on in the episode, but there's a lot of relevance into into what we're bringing up now or what we're doing now is arguably a better iteration of uh those episodes, but there's a lot of relevance that can be found in CSS. And also, you know, if you like what you hear on this podcast, you'll probably uh, love getting some additional background. It's, it's almost like B-sides or 
uh, some B-roll footage or something like that. So go listen to some CSS wherever podcasts are held. Of course, this podcast it is incredibly helpful. If you like, comment, subscribe, maybe even shoot us a message on social media or something. If there's a particular episode that you want to hear, or if there's something more you want us to elaborate on, let us know. We are here for that. Uh, outside of that, I'm posting a little more on... Um, just my personal Instagram, but that also I've been having some interesting talks with some people on uh, in terms of getting some more out of it. So uh, there's some cool stuff in the works there. Nothing nothing really official at the moment, but uh, yeah, follow me at Batish Mazish, A-T-I-S-H-M-A-Z-I-S-H. And soon to come, as you heard, there's going to be a ramen profitable page where we can just drive engagement and we can actually uh, see what people are listening to, what they want to hear, and uh, go from there. 